0: This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen, along with you, sleep disorders are at epidemic proportions worldwide and affect both the health and quality of life for all who suffer from them. And what's worse is that they occur both in adults and children. But the good news is they can be prevented and treated. So here to explain this is Dr. Safir Sultan, associate professor of pediatrics, specializing in pediatric pulmonary medicine, and the director of the Division of Pediatric Pulmonary and Sleep Medicine at Upstate's Golisano Children's Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Sultan. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. So how common are sleep problems in children? How common
1: are they? Well, I uh, I can say they are common. Uh, across the board, with different problems, uh, across a different age group, we can say 10% of uh, children uh, uh, ca- can have sleep-related issues uh, of different types, de- de- depending on the age. Also, it's very common to have, uh, uh, let's call it a problem, but not disorder, and that's much much more common than just disorder. What I mentioned is uh, a disorder uh, uh, of a rate of 10%, but uh, uh, bad habits and abnormal behavior during sleep uh, are very common. Maybe up to 50% and maybe more uh, can, can have these, but those are not disorders. Uh,
0: I'm glad that you made that distinction because quite often I think about some of these kinds of sleep problems in that general category as somewhat developmental or having more to do with maybe some environmental things going on in the life of the child as opposed to something intrinsic, like something wrong in the way their body functions. Yeah. Like so. mentioning
1: developmental, for example, as you stated, developmental, the circadian rhythm in adolescent, a normal development is that uh, toward teenage uh, uh, t- uh, years, uh, your typical adolescent uh, circadian rhythm shift to a later time. They, uh, they start uh, sleeping at a later time. Which means they
0: like to stay up later and they sleep later?
1: Yes, yes, comparing to... Primary school uh, children who sleep early. Uh, so uh, this, unless it's kind of, uh, uh, unless we put some limit on it, and uh, unless perhaps eventually we change the school system so uh, to allow these adolescents to wake up at later time, this can uh, this simple developmental problem, as you put it, Linda, will end up to a disorder where the adolescents sleep very late. And they have to wake up very early to go to school. Uh, then we end up with uh, sleepy uh, teenager. Yeah. So uh, so it start as a, a a developmental issue. It's just just. Uh a desi- uh, just uh, natural development of adolescent to sleep at a later time and it may end up into a severe problem. And there, were the, they come us, uh, come to us as a disorder. We call it circadian rhythm disorder. So as I stated, there are disorders where things go out of hand and, and, and adolescents sleep at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and they can't make it school to a simple issue where we just want them to sleep at an er- earlier time. And that simple issue, I think 50% or more of adolescents suffer of that. Let's yeah.
0: get, that's that's yeah. adolescents clearly stand out in that regard yeah. for all the reasons you stated. And also probably there are some cultural things about, yeah. you know, our culture often says you should get off. You should get off on less sleep. Somehow there's the idea of being um, almost machismo. If you sleep too much, you're a wimp. Kind of yeah. thing so th- there's that too but let's get to younger children when we talk about infants first of all are there truly sleep disorders that take place in infancy or is it mostly again trying to establish the circadian rhythm that yeah. children need? so uh,
1: in infants uh, there are not true sleep disorders unless uh, it is related to congenital anomalies uh, if children have uh, uh, infants have congenital anomaly which make them unable to breathe well while asleep then they they have disorder of breathing related issue. Uh, but uh, during infancy uh, usually is basically the circadian rhythm of infant is taking shape and uh, infant who sleep usually many hours during the day and they do not have day and night uh, schedule uh, are supposed to be uh, encouraged by the parents to develop this, uh, this type of schedule. Uh, if this uh, doesn't happen for different reason uh, then a problem will start and that usually by uh, first year of life by one year two year of age where we see the first problem so if you don't mind i can list the first problem that is an infant who or toddler now one year or one year and a half of age who uh, uh, he or she has never learned how to sleep on their own uh, the uh, the learning process how to soothe themselves to sleep uh, wasn't done And as a result, these infants uh, cannot fall asleep unless the parents are present. So these infants uh, fall asleep in the presence of parents, yet anything wake them up in the middle of the night uh, will make them feel anxious and afraid, and they would start screaming and crying for the parents uh, to soothe them back to sleep because they never learned the process. So here we go. This is the first problem we see. That's parents bringing toddlers to us one year, one and a half year of age, saying that these toddlers uh, don't sleep; they keep waking up crying. So, and the reason they do that <clears throat> is because the process uh, wasn't done either because of parents' issue and or infant issue. It's not always parents' faults. There are many inherent problems in certain infants which make them uh, take a little longer to learn this process.
0: So that beca- that actually then becomes a problem. Yes. But is it truly a disorder? And I wanted to, what I'd like to have you help us with is, yeah. what are the real also, what are the additional disorders that show up? For example, does sleep apnea exist in children? And that is truly something to do with the way the body functions.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so disorder is when it has consequences, uh, when uh, the, uh, the issue affects the child or the parent's life. So this problem I mentioned of what we call behavioral insomnia, it is very much disorder to the parents more than the children. (laughs) Yes. Children wake up, uh, cry, and then they get the parent to carry them and take them to the parents' room. However, parents uh, lose jobs and lose sleep, and that affects them. Yes, sleep apnea exists in children and starts from infants, and it moves on toward uh, late uh, adolescent uh, toward adulthood. the reason for sleep apnea in children is different than uh, that in adults. In children, in infants, it start, uh, it's usually caused by uh, congenital anomalies in kids. Uh, and then it moves on to uh, large tonsils and adenoid in uh, early childhood. And then uh, we start with, to have uh, obesity problems uh, toward uh, late childhood and adolescence. So, uh, the, so same- the rate the the rate is 3 to 5% of uh, of children across the age uh, groups uh, can have obstructive obstructive sleep apnea.
0: So that is a, as a result of some obstruction in their yes, breathing capability. Yeah. yeah. Much, yeah. much like occurs with adults. Much
1: like, yeah. So in adults, uh, the most common cause is usually obesity. In children, the most common cause is usually large tonsils and adenoids. And obesity now, as you know, is increasing and rising. And uh, it's becoming also a contributor to obstructive sleep apnea in kids. Yes, this problem is when kids don't breathe well while asleep. And that will disturb the sleep cycle and uh, will make them sleep deprived.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with sleep sleep expert Dr. Safir Sultan. We're talking about sleep problems in children. So, very briefly, what just are there other sleep disorders that occur in children that we should know about? At yeah, age? so
1: uh, so we talked that we have insomnia, and uh, we have said insomnia start in early childhood, and most of the time, insomnia in children is behavioral. And I have uh, summarized how this problem issue and. Uh, and then we talked about obstructive sleep apnea. Um, and then we have uh, the we also talked about the circadian rhythm problem when uh, kids uh, usually adolescents tend to sleep very late, and that will make them sleep deprived because they would like to sleep late and wake up. Uh, and they have to wake up to school, but they can do it now. Uh, and uh, we also, uh, same as adults, we have restless leg syndrome, which uh, certain category of kids uh, feel the urge, uh, a sensation to move their legs. And that usually bothers them and uh, make them unable to fall asleep. And that will lead to insomnia and uh, we do have also uh, narcolepsy and uh, excessive sleepiness uh, which usually start in uh, adolescence however uh, there are reports uh, although rare about narcolepsy starting in early childhood so in our uh, uh, the category of uh, or uh, the disorders of sleep in uh, children are exactly almost uh, the same in adult adult they do have a couple of entities we do not have they tend to start at uh, you know adult age
0: So what are the consequences? I mean, obviously, you've got the developing brain. You've got the need for sleep. For all kinds of reasons, to repair the body, to, to as as a way of resetting, and you know, basically rejuvenating, every, you know, each person every time they sleep. Yeah. What are the consequences when you yeah. have poor sleep? Yeah. In so, a child? We,
1: as you said, we need to reset the functions of the brain, uh, and and we need to help the brain develop and grow, especially in young kids. So, sleep deprivation has been shown to affect uh, the the, mo- the most or the strongest effect is usually on kids' behavior. Uh, behavior is the uh, main t- usually the the main the main uh, indicator uh, yeah of a problem with sleep uh, younger age group uh, they uh, ha- they develop behavioral disorder by being hyperactive aggressive older age group uh, they develop uh, risk taking behaviors and uh, aggressiveness and emotional disorders Uh, Second to behavioral problem and emotional problem, we do have a cognitive problem. Uh, It has been also documented that sleep deprivation will affect uh, the cognitive function of uh, younger and older uh, children. Adolescents were tested uh, on a computer, simulator to drive or to take decisions, and they were slower in judgment comparing to other kids, and they they took risk. uh, Kids who sleep well do not take. Uh, grades of younger age group who don't sleep well are uh, lower than grades of uh, uh, kids who sleep better. Uh, so, uh, lastly, uh, in, younger, in certain younger age group, uh, sleep deprivation and breathing disorders can affect the uh, weight gain. Uh, they don't grow well.
0: Yeah, that was. A, is there a relation or a correlation between sleep disorder and obesity? In other words, I know the other way. If you have, if a child is already obese, they may develop sleep apnea, much mm-hmm. like in an adult. But how about if a child just has a sleep disorder? Does it lead to something like obesity?
1: Yes. Uh, so, in, uh, so uh, sleep deprivation has been shown to cause obesity by increasing appetite and uh, especially for carbohydrate. And uh, also in theory that uh, we have a theory, actually, we have improved it, that sleep-deprived uh, uh, children, they are less active during the daytime, and perhaps that's why they are overweight. So it's kind of like a, uh, we, you can't, it's hard to know which causing what uh, is yeah, it. the chicken or co- the egg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, uh, for the, on the same question, younger age group, when they do struggle to breathe while asleep, they uh, do uh, lose weight. They don't gain weight because they work hard to breathe during sleep. So to answer your question, it can cause uh, failure to gain weight or obesity.
0: Either one, either either extreme. So I understand that you now, I mean, you've had a sleep center at Upstate Scalasano Children's Hospital for a number of years, three or four years now. And more recently, you set up a pediatric sleep lab. Yeah. What does the lab do? How does it help you diagnose the problems? And what comes of those diagnoses? Just, I don't yeah. want to run out of time. So I'm,
1: I'm glad, Linda, that you asked that to, uh, to uh, tell the audience that and the public that we've been maturing, uh, we've been developing. Uh, right now, we have a... a uh, our, uh, our new uh, and we are proud of state of art uh, sleep lab, which is a standalone lab. It's a state of art facility uh, opened a year ago and it's uh, basically it has uh, four dedicated beds for pediatrics. Uh, so this new development in the past we were part of uh, the sleep lab at community general hospital now we have standalone lab which still has adult services however we have our own technicians specialized in pediatrics Uh, um, they are gentle uh, well trained Uh, they deal well with pediatrics we are getting very nice review from the uh, patients and the parents uh, the sleep lab is essential for our function. It helps us uh, make diagnosis of quite a few of the disorders I mentioned, and sometimes also it helps us uh, treating these disorders. For example, there's certain sleep disorders such as obstructive sleep apnea, uh, which cannot be treated surgically. Uh, then we need to apply uh, assisted uh, ventilation, which uh, is known to the public. It's called CPAP therapy, and that cannot be applied. Uh, but in the sleep lab where we test uh, how much uh, uh, pressure we need to apply in a m- small mask on the face to help the child who has sleep apnea sleep better and uh, resolve the issue of sleep apnea so the sleep lab is essential for diagnosis and treatment
0: wonderful well i wish you a great uh, be- deal of uh- Good fortune with this, and it's obviously a great service to this community yeah. to have something of that nature here. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us all Thank about you. this. My guest is Dr. Safir Sultan, Associate Professor of Pediatrics, specializing in pediatric pulmonary medicine, and he's also the Director of the Division of Pediatric Respiratory and Sleep Medicine at Upstate's Galasano Children's Hospital. Thanks Thank you again. very much. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.